This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Rajan Pablo. Hello, everyone. The boys have been away this week, so it's me, Susie Man, here with my favourite bits from this weekend. On our free download this week, Salil Acharya is reviewing crime thriller Satya 2. Will it become a cult classic like the original? We'll be finding out. Plus, Miss Marlini will be bringing us all the latest, juiciest Bollywood gossip. But before all that, Raj and Pablo love testing my Bollywood music knowledge. And this week, they sent me an extra difficult Sunzara. They've taken a Bollywood soundtrack, mashed up the songs and set us the challenge of guessing which film it comes from. So it sounds something like this. I know, it's so difficult. Shall we have another listen? Here it is. Have you got any idea of what it could be? Well, stay tuned and I'll reveal all at the end of this download. Now, director Ram Gopal Verma explains why Satya 2 is not a sequel. Not really a sequel in a sense. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the continuation of the story of the first part, nor is it to uh, do with the characters. The title came mainly because, you see, Satya was set in a time period when there was a certain situation of the underworld in Mumbai. You know, and uh, what happened to a guy who got off a train and how he got into the underworld and what happened is the point. Now, in 2013, as we are speaking, actually, there's no underworld. So this is another guy who gets off a train, but he comes with a plan because he studies the old-time gangsters and dons whoever have been there and done what, so that he can structure a new kind of an organization uh, which will probably take off from where the other dons have ended. That's the whole concept of Satya too. So the thematic similarity is where the word two has come from. So is there no longer an underworld in Mumbai? Yeah, there's no. See, I mean, see, it's not that it isn't, it isn't there, but it's, I think, not in the way it was before, in comparison. If you remember between 97 and 2005, the number of encounter killings to the extortion to contract killings, we used to hear only them all the time. But uh, in the last four years, you almost don't hear about them anymore, which means they're not at all active. And most of the dons either are inactive or they're in jail or they're uh, not operating anymore. Um, and so can we ask you, I mean, what is your draw to the underworld in the sense of what fascinates you about it, that you make movies about it? See, for me, I will always be interested in the dark side of uh, the human being in terms of the rebellious nature or someone who takes line to the hands uh, for various reasons or objectives of his own. I would. Uh, I was always fascinated with that even as a teenager when I did the kind of fiction books I read or the kind of cinema I've seen at that time. So I would think it would be primarily that, and I'm also uh, used to make very realistic films. And since I live in Bombay, so the underbelly of Bombay always fascinated me in that sense. Um, and let's talk a bit about the casting. Um, fairly, um, a fairly new cast. Um, why, why did you decide to go for um, these new actors? Yeah, because I always believed in genre films, if you cast new people, 
they will look more believable and they will look like characters rather than coming with the baggage of uh, whatever they would have done in the past um, and uh, when you look at uh, um, uh, indian cinema now um what's your take on um where indian cinema is going now and i think it's very interesting because of the multiplex culture and everything there are all kinds of very very diverse films are coming which was not the case maybe 5 years back So I think, uh, I mean, obviously it's such a large country and so many people and they have diverse tastes. So I think diverse cinema is what is happening now and which is very good. And, you know, for you, sir, you know, in the sense of like, what is your inspiration now? You know, are you still sticking to the crime genre or will you go back to romantic films? No, actually, I mean, it's not that I'll go around. I might make a romantic film. I'm actually planning to make a martial art film also. I think uh, I have three, four ideas uh, which I'm working on. But most probably, I'll be concentrating on a martial art film and a love story uh, in the near future. Um, and say, so, uh, we follow you on Twitter, and uh, you're you're very creative with your tweets. And sometimes uh, people can take you the wrong way. Um, what do you have to say about that? Yes, I mean, Twitter at the end of the day is about you expressing yourself and uh, just and what you felt because it's become something instantaneous. as the phone is in your hand, and a thought came into your head, and you just put it out. and uh, so sometimes it might be offensive it might be funny it might be sounding intelligent whatever but i guess it's eventually something between you and the followers and they always have an option to unfollow if they don't like what you do you know we love we were reading your tweets today and we love this tweet that you did on the 19th of october which said i made satya and karan johar made kuch kuch hota hai in the same year and since then he has been escalating and i have been deescalating de- de- What made you do that? Because we think you're a master <laughs> filmmaker. But that's the truth. I mean, you see, if you look at the collections of Karan Johar's films and my collections, you'll know the answer. Um, but when you, okay, so when you think about the collections, do you kind of think, okay, why is this happening? Because um, I'm making a certain kind of cinema that people should be interested in. Do you, does that not frustrate you? I don't think. See, Karan Johar makes the same kind of film. I don't. But I don't think the films working and not working is anything to do with uh, making the same kind of cinema or not. I think it's about, for whatever reasons, people liking it at that particular point of time. And, sir, what was the last film that you really, really enjoyed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I like Zero Dark Thirty a lot. Ooh, that's a good movie. Very good movie. Well, yeah. so can we just say a big thank you for talking to us and taking the time to talk to us? Thank you very much and best of luck with the movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's hear all about Satya 2 from Salil Acharya. You know, the thing is, I think he named this film wrong. I think uh, you walk into a Ram Gopal Varma film nowadays and I think RGV bashing is the fashion of the world today. I don't think people really care to watch the films. I think half the reviewers that have written about him all over the place, I'm pretty sure they haven't seen the film. Because if they had, I don't think they would have written what they had. Secondly, Ram Kumar Verma is not a very accessible person. He's constantly getting into fights, and he makes films as he wants. Now, this is a man who's made Shiva, who's made Company, who's made Satya, who's made Sarkar. You know, he's got his dubs like Ram Kumar Verma Ki Aag and Department and all that. They've been atrocious films. But he obviously can make great cinema. So you walk into Satya too, hoping that things will be better because the promos were bad, the publicity was zero, the hoardings were looking like a B-grade film, and obviously very few people were coming in to watch the film. But thanks to uh, this lovely job that I love of mine, I went in to see this film. 
So, Satya 2, you are obviously assuming it to be a Bhikkhu Matre sequel, which had Manoj Bajpai, which is about the underworld. This is not a sequel to that. There is no connection to that film. In fact, if it is a sequel, it's a sequel to Company, which had Vivek Oberoi making his debut at that time, and Ajay Devgan, because it's actually like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to break it down for you. Uh, it's about a man who comes to Mumbai to avenge something. Uh, his father gets killed. By, his father's an exilite. He gets killed. He comes to avenge that against the police and all rich people. And he wants to steal from the rich and give it to the poor and also kill the rich. So that's the, that's the basic premise of the story. But he doesn't want to do it by becoming famous. He wants to do it by staying incognito and forming a company. And that's the basic story of this entire film, Satya 2. What I liked about the film, well, I think the lead actor, Puneet, I've known him for about six years now. He's been assisting Ramu for a while. Uh, okay, so just in case people wanted to know how did he land up here, he's got no money. His dad is not from the industry. He doesn't know anybody from Adam. Ramu actually liked this guy and decided to make this film. So that's the first question that people ask. Secondly, can he act? Yes, he can. He's acted really wonderfully well. A lot of the scenes require him to have a deadpan expression. A lot of reviewers or people will say that's not acting. But that's the way Ramu liked his people to act. All of them are very sinister. The camera angles are very sarkarish. You know, there are with wide angles, fish islands, in the sense that people look bigger in the screen. And everything is always grim. A lot of South Indian actors are used who are made to have a bad face in front of the camera so that they can look like thugs. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's bad acting. That's the kind of film that he likes to make. Mm-hmm. So, Neil, what about, what about the, uh, the ladies? Because he's got some debutants, uh, Anaika. Anaika Sothi. coming to that. Yeah, well, the thing is, I don't know, he's, he's never got over the, uh, the Rangila hangover and the <laughs> Urmila, Ishika Kofikar, yeah. Yes. Ramo likes to see a 35-year-old girl dress up like a 16-year-old and jump around. I think that's the way that he likes to do it. The women would not be able to make a home video. I tweeted that yesterday also, even if they tried. They wouldn't be in their own home video, let alone reach the big screen. They're very bad. But that's the way he wants them to be. So he wants the girls to be shy and coy. And, you know, I don't know what, what she does with them. The makeup is all horrible. So you leave that aside. You put the songs aside. The film actually starts 45 minutes into it. And just before the interval, it heats up really nicely when he forms the company. The second half also has some really good performances by Mahesh Thakur, uh, who was last seen in Ashiki uh, as the mentor to Shraddha Kapoor and to Aditya Roy Kapoor. I think he's really played it well. And thereafter, it's, it's, it's not a typical slam bang film as far as gangsters are concerned. There's a lot of thinking, there's a plot involved with it. I kind of quite liked the pace of the movie. And Ramu, actually, I feel... After the debacle of department, he has resurrected himself as somebody who still has the thought of at least wanting to make a film of the underworld. What's your overall rating for this movie then? Well, the thing is, like I said, the, the, people have a habit of comparing. And, you know, I, you cannot call it Satya Satya or Satya Nash or that <laughs> version of Satya. wonder where you heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, see, just try and watch it separately. And uh, it, the budget of the film isn't very high, as you can see it. So I would actually rate it three out of five. I'll tell you why. And not because of the collection. The collection is dismal, of course. But there's absolutely no publicity. This boy is actually had a decent job, and it's, it's a gangster film. It has a very strict genre. And only two filmmakers are able to do this. One is Mahesh Bhatt, and one is Ram Kupar Verma. And whether you like the films or not, there. 
there is a certain audience for it. If this film had a bigger star, I guarantee you this film would have done really well. But for now, I would have to say that I give it three stars out of five. I'm giving it an extra one star purely because I really feel that I'm, I'm not certain whether everyone's actually seen the film and is writing about it. I think this is just cut, copy, paste reviews that people are putting. I have a feeling. I do wonder how much marketing really a movie that's titled Satya 2 needs, though, Salil. I mean, uh, the thought of it being a sequel that some people may have presumed is enough to, to get them into the theatre halls, but you can't knock the man who introduced a new genre of filmmaking. Is this the end of the road for his underworld movies? Um, we hear that he's now going to change things up a, bit, up a bit and go with some romantic films. You know, the thing is that he keeps saying that, but, you know, whenever he gets a nice script, you know, I had, uh, when Sarkar was made, and Amitabh Bachchan uh, did that portrayal wonderfully well, uh, you had a number of politicians, and the man who it was based after, Mr. Thakre, who came and said that there has never been a better portrayal on Indian film of a single politician, and I say that because he's portraying me. So I think Ramu will sway back in 40s. He's got a very dark side to him, and which is why, you know, you can't just run away from your films. So even if he makes a love story, there will be, it will be a violent love story. It's what I feel it will be. So it might not be an underworld, underworld per se film, but there will be violence even in his love stories is what I feel because that's the way he is. You meet him and you'll realize he's a wonderful person to hang out with. He's so crazy. He doesn't think that he makes great films, but he says, I make nine bad films, but I make one epic. And I agree with that. So, Salil thought it could be better. Now, here's another chance for you to guess our Sunzara. Remember to try and name which film this mashed-up Bollywood soundtrack is taken from. It really is a difficult one this week. Don't worry, I promise to let you know the answer during this download. Now, Miss Marlini has been going to the most exclusive parties and talking to the most important people to find out all the very latest Bollywood gossip, especially for you. Marlini, how are you? Very good, Susie. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Just recovering from all the Diwali parties. And, uh, you know, it's been bigger and better this year, especially in Mumbai, hasn't it? Everyone's gone all out to... I feel that way too. And as I was mentioning to Rajan Pablo last week, I think that people are celebrating more. They're having more of their little fun dress-up Diwali parties and card parties. And uh, I think it's just a really festive atmosphere, I think, because everyone's been really upbeat about their movies and everything else. And I hear, Malini, the guest list seems to be getting longer because a certain Katrina Kaif's name was found on the guest list at the Butchin residence and she showed up. Was there any fireworks there? So it was really interesting because it's a very unexpected person to show up at the Butchin residence because obviously Aishwarya Rai is the bahu of the house. But she was seen at their Diwali party. She was kind of incognito about arriving. Uh, But as you know, they do share an ex-boyfriend and none other than Salman Khan who's been a common love interest and sort of a reason for a bit of tension between both of them. Uh, but it turns out that Aishwarya Rai is the one who personally invited Kat for the party. In fact, uh, you know, we've heard about all these face-offs that have happened on the sets of Doom, where they both, you know, exchange pleasantries, making us believe that they become friends, but after that they, they had arguments again. So we were never really sure about this cold war that's been going on, especially since Kat also stole away Nakshatra Diamond endorsements and, you know, other assignments for Aishwarya. Um, and Aishwarya kind of was starting to feel a bit threatened by Katrina, or at least that's what the press is alleging. But it seems now they've patched it all up. Uh, I really wonder, though, what Salman Khan thinks about this friendship. Yeah, I take it he wasn't invited then, bless him. 
I don't think so. I don't think he's ever invited to the Butchins, or if he is, he doesn't go. Oh, dear, never mind. Well, it's good. A uh, lot of patching up to be done. It's great news. Uh, Brianka Chopra, on the other hand, uh, though she's uh, had some big movies, she's had a tough year with losing her father. But recently, we hear she was on the front row with Anupama Chopra, and she spoke about her strengths. What were they? She did, in fact. And, you know, Anupama asked her, you know, you described last year as, you know, truthful and traumatic, and it's been a really difficult year, of course, with her father passing. And uh, Sanapama asked her, you were so resilient, and how did you find this inner strength? And Priyanka admitted that it's actually escapism. She says, I don't think it's strength. I think maybe I should have taken time to deal with it, but I wanted to run away, so I just worked really hard. And um, and she said because her father hated her sitting at home, and uh, she would have lost her mind, of course, if she did. She said that, you know, it was really important for her to go out and just work really hard. It's because her father was her best friend. As you know, she had that little tattoo put on her hand as well that says, Daddy's, Daddy's little girl. girl. Yeah. Um, and she's really, really close to him. But I think that she's been really great about it. And she sort of, every time I've run into her, said that he's still watching over me. And I feel that strength. I just miss being able to come back and, you know, put my head in his lap when I come home. Bless her. OK, all the best for PC. And here's a man who, despite all his best efforts, Shahid Kapoor, doesn't seem to be striking gold at the box office. So we hear that some say that his best film was Kamini, and after that, nothing has worked for him. Uh, we do hear uh, that they are coming together, the team of Kamini, uh, Vishal Bhardwaj. Is that really happening? It is happening, and they've joined hands for, you know, um, a Hamlet adaptation called Heather, of course, and Shahid is beginning to shoot in Srinagar, and he's really excited about this, and he's put a lot of trust in Mr. Bhardwaj. As you said, Kamina was an excellent performance, and Vishal Bhardwaj is credited with sort of getting that, pulling that performance out of Shahid. Uh, in fact, we've heard that Shahid has even told a few friends the role was so prestigious, he doesn't mind going bald for it. And when we asked him, he said that the look had not been decided at this point, and his look may require him to go very short instead of completely bald. Either way, it speaks volumes about how much he cares about the role because, you know, he is the chocolate boy and it's all about his hair and his cute looks. But I think his face will, will carry on for him regardless of whether or not he goes bald. But he seems to be very excited to be back on set and, and um, we're hoping that this pair delivers again. Yeah, absolutely. Very bold move there from Shahid Kapoor if he does go ahead. Now let's move on to music. There's much being said about R. Rajkumar. The music launch has happened. Do give us the lowdown on that. So part of the reason, Suzy, we love going to these launches is because a lot of the paparazzi ask these ridiculous, hilarious questions. And it's really fun to see how uh, the Bollywood stars sort of tackle them because very often they're very personal or really odd questions. So as an example, of course, there was um, Mukul Dev and Asrani playing host, but the big stars were Shahid Kapoor, Sinakshi Sinan, Babu Deva, even Sonu Sood performed to the songs of the music launch. And when it came for Q&A time, here are a couple of the funny questions we heard. Somebody asked Shahid, How many times have you been you know, beaten up with love. And, and Sinakshi sort of took up for him and says, Inko to pata nahi. I don't know how many times he's been beaten up. Magar aapne har field mein mar yogi to the paparazzi that you must have been beaten up in every field, which is really funny. Uh, and then somebody asked Sinakshi that since the movie is releasing on the 6th of December, is this a present for your father, Shatragan Sinha? Is this a birthday gift? So she looked a bit mystified and then she said, you know, in a year there are four releases and they're, they're bound to coincide with somebody's birthday. So I guess, yeah, it could be. It could be a gift for my dad. 
And then they asked her how she prepared to become a Tiki Mirchi because that's sort of her character. But, you know, she said, honestly, what kind of question and how do I answer this? She goes, I guess I ate a lot of chilies and started laughing about it. Too. <laughs> um, and it was really funny, you know, and they said that in, you know, in our films, we've spoken about Lush's black hair and fair cheeks. Now you're talking about the fall of a sari. And, and it was really funny because she said, um, she sort of responded saying, are you looking for like a sari discount? And I don't know what, what to answer this with as well. And to Prabhu Deva, they said, all your Hindi films have been remakes. And how is it making an original film? And we're like, whoa, what wow, what an original question. And uh, there were such hilarious questions that happened on and off. But uh, we have to say the music's really fun. And um, Sinakshi has really impressed us with her ability to be really snappy with her answers and even take up the shy, I have to say. Wow, they're quite harsh over there, the paparazzi, aren't they? Not like us in the UK. We just ask some really nice, sensible, loving questions. Maybe we'll have to borrow some of those, Marley. Thanks for sharing those. Bit of detective work. That's all it's in aid of with the media over there. Talking of detectives, some news on Bobby Jasus, produced by Dia Mirzan, a husband-to-be, Sahil Sangha. Yeah, so well, we had actually popped into the Amirza and Sahil Sangha's Born Free office some time ago and caught a glimpse of Ali Fazal as he was leaving the office. And that, of course, got us wondering, like, you know, since Dia and Sahil were working on Bobby Jasus and we're probably in the process of bringing in more talent. Uh, so we figured Ali was bo- on board with the film. And when we last spoke to him, he hinted that he had big things coming up. And now it's confirmed. So our Jasus, he was correct. Ali has indeed been signed on for the film. Bobby Jasus is Born Free's second film as a production house. And it's a big one since it starts with Dia Balan and as India's first female detective. She's really still so impressive doing all these amazing new things and always coming up with cool new characters they're obviously very tight-lipped about the project right now but we know do know that Ali Fazal's character will have something to do with the media so you never know maybe he's going to play a paparazzi like us Mm, interesting choice and finally Marley thank you so so much news so much juice and jiggly coming out Uh, we're going to end it on um, Mr Saif Ali Khan who we understand his hands have been all over something please enlighten us (laughs) see this is the exact the exact kind of paparazzi work I really love okay so his hands have actually been all over drumroll a book you know you'd think between shots he'd be chilling in his vanity van or reading dialogues for a scene or just messing about but he's actually a voracious reader on and in the sets of Bullet Raja, he's often found in a corner just, you know, absorbed by a book. And he's reading Empire, How Britain Made the Modern World. Um, and he was after that, he's been reading The Audacity of Hope by Barack Obama. Uh, and it's kind of cool that he's he's such a reader. On the other hand, I have to tell you, yesterday we spotted Ranbir Kapoor at the screening of Captain Phillips. Uh, and he was just a cutie. He smiled at the press, gave him his three-part point the smile. He does the, come here, I know a secret. High five, I respect that you love me. And then I'm a rock star, keep it up. And I've seen him do these pictures so often. It's just so cute. Oh, bless him. Okay, well, thank you ever so much, Ms. Marley. Well, they have a lot of time to kill on set, don't they? So there's no harm in sticking your head in a, in a good book. We're coming to the end of this week's free download. But before we go, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. The big Sunzara reveal. Early on, we played you this. And the soundtrack that we mashed up was, of course, cash. Well done if you got that right. That's it for me. Raj and Pablo will be back next week with another free download and of course make sure you tune into their show every weekend from 10am live on the BBC Asian Network. Don't forget you can also email them at rajandpablo at bbc.co.uk But if you can't wait until then, don't worry. You can head to the BBC Asian Network website and listen back to all of the interviews and mixes that we've put up there, especially for you. Ciao for now. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. 
for more downloads, including Tommy Sandu's Best Bits, the official Asian download chart and Asian Network reports, log on to the BBC Asian Network website.